from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And you also got a lot of insight from kids that there were some children who worked on this process. Who were these lucky kids and, and how did you end up tapping their brains? Yeah, well, in my mind, there is no more important part of the design team than the kids that gave us ideas for this space. So I love this space because the answer is always yes. Whatever you can think of to do in this space, you are welcome to do it. I'm Sarah Fenske. Forest Park saw quite the gathering earlier this week. Donors and dignitaries alike showed up for the grand opening of the new Anne O.C. Albrecht Nature Playscape. This area near the World's Fair Pavilion on the Hampton side of the park is about as big as 15 football fields. It's been transformed with curiosity-sparking elements made out of everything from limestone to willow branches. The ribbon-cutting Tuesday brought out both St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones and some very enthusiastic birds. This is such a fun and unique space for our city's kids to explore a more natural environment away from screens, thank God, (laughs) and to engage their senses while taking in some fresh air. And our producer, Evie Hemphill, was also there. She talked to some of the people enjoying the playscape that Tuesday. Let's listen to their impressions, starting with St. Louis County resident, Ann Ruger. I volunteer for Forest Park Forever, so this morning I was in the woods collecting seeds. And then um, I'm here because this is the opening day. I've been very, very excited about this. been watching it develop for the last two years and been to a couple of... Uh, sort of informational tours of it, and I know what they're trying to do here, and I'm just really, really excited. I think it's a, the thing I like about it best is that it's a place that kids can play with total freedom and not uh, adult-designed toys for them to um, go through at the prescribed pace. I think the plantings, I, I, I heard the, the amount, the number of plantings that they put in, but just the variety and the care with which they've been chosen, I think most of them are natives, and it's going to be fun to watch it develop. I am the grandmother of seven, and I can envision my husband and me bringing our chairs and sitting on the edge of one of these water features and watching the kids turn on the pumps and go up and down the rocks and uh, wave to us as they're doing exciting things and we can just enjoy it from the sidelines. My name's Sylvia Horning. Going on the logs and like bouncing on the like little blocks. I love going on the rocks too. I'm also uh, pretending that the sand is quicksand. I feel really excited and happy. 
And that is seven-year-old Sylvia Horning and also Ann Ruger, who volunteers with Forest Park Forever. And joining us now for more about this new playscape is Roman Fox. He is the horticulture superintendent for Forest Park Forever. Roman, welcome. Thank you. And we're also joined today by Ellie Stevens. She is the education coordinator for Forest Park Forever. Ellie, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. So, Roman, let's start with you. This project has been underway for about two years. What did this area look like before that? Um, Prior to construction, this was an area that had um, a scattering of mature trees and just turf that needed to be mowed regularly. Um, So the the space does have a a gentle topography that kind of slopes down to an existing forested area. but it was just an open turf area that um, had some had a few you know really nice trees, but just a few trees scattered amongst the lawn. And so, um, to transform it to what it is now um, was quite an undertaking. So, how total is this transformation? I mean, if a crow was flying over, <laughs> would they be able to tell? Yeah, no, there's not a lot um, remaining that. Um, well, maybe a crow could tell a little bit because they're seeing it from a different elevation. But um, from the ground level, as you look across, there's a lot that has changed. Yes, there are a lot of mature trees that were there that are still there. We've planted a lot of young trees to the, the space so that over the next you know, 20, 30 years, there will be a significant transformation there. Um, but just the, the type, the diversity of plantings, the landscape, the elements of play that have been added that really does change the area um, to create something visually that is uh, much different. So we're going to dig into some of the details here in just a minute. But Ellie, I'm hoping first you can walk us back to the project's genesis. Where did this idea come from that we're going to make a playscape? Yeah, well, if we go back in time to the master planning process for Forest Park Forever, that was this wonderful effort on the part of Forest Park Forever, the Parks Department, um, consultants that worked with us to really envision what the park should provide to the wider community. And at that time, it was identified that there should be an additional place that was specifically for kids to play. But I think the original concept was much more like a traditional playground. It wasn't until, um, I would say, the 2010s, early 2011, 2012, when we started to peel back that traditional playground concept and think more broadly about how to reinforce the unique sense of place that you have when you're in Forest Park and also how we could support that important connection that all people and especially children should have with the natural world and start to so really it's you know that concept evolved over that 20 plus to some extent 10 year long you know period into the playscape that's there today and did you draw on any other places that have already done this or was this basically starting from scratch so i i think there were seeds of this idea that were unique to the team around the table at the time and to St. Louis specifically. But one of the great opportunities that we had as this idea started to come to life was all the great input that we had um, from folks like Robin Moore, who's with the um, Institute for Natural Learning out in South Carolina, from the design team that had created a space with some similar elements um, in New York in the aftermath of Superstorm Superstorm Sandy. So really, there are a lot of great, interesting influences that have helped 
this space come to be. So in addition to those professionals who were working on this, I understand you also got a lot of insight from kids, that there were some children who worked on this process. Who were these lucky kids and and how did you end up tapping their brains? Yeah, well, in my mind, there is no more important part of the design team than the kids that gave us ideas for this space. And I love the fact that you can connect the dots from an idea that a children brought us to the actual elements that you have on site. We engaged about 400 kids through 19 different engagement activities that took place over the end of 2018 and through 2019. And we thought really carefully about which communities we wanted to engage. We thought about connecting with children from all different neighborhoods, from all different demographic groups. Um, We worked with children representing immigrant families, city residents. We connected with folks out in the county. Um, We talked to children with special needs. All of them have their stamp on what you see in the Playscape because they brought us these wonderful, inspiring ideas about what would make it fun for them to play outside. Hmm. So they bring the ideas, then you got to make these ideas a reality. <laughs> um, how do you even go about, um, you know, we're going to take this this land that there's not much here and we're going to sculpt this? Yeah, it, this was a, a unique project um, from Forest Park Forever's standpoint, working with the City of St. Louis Parks Department. Um, that you know we we have these projects that go on in the park this one was a little different and the 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 way in which we went about it was a little different um but it was really something that we started you know trying to target you know getting the right people involved and then we had a really great contractor we're working with and a team of contractors that came in and helped with that um this was actually the first project that our staff was responsible for the uh, landscape installation in forest park so our staff was not only responsible for the care and maintenance, which is what we do around the park, but also for the installation of all the the landscapes. And that's where, um, you know, we were really able to um, really focus our efforts during this process. Um, And it was really important for us because, you know, we wanted to have an opportunity to not only um, take care of the plants and take care of the space, but also make sure that those plants were put in installed correctly and cared for from the beginning as, as they were needed to. So um, it was a big undertaking, um, and the staff that did it did an incredible job. There's a lot of hours of, uh, of labor into this, but um, we're really excited about the product that has been created, uh, a place that is hopefully both beautiful and fun for you know all of the citizens of St. Louis and the region. And the volunteer who um, our producer talked to on site, was she right that these are native plants? Yes, these are, these are native plants. Um, there were some there were some plants that existed on the site that were not native that specifically trees that were um, significant enough and just you know really high quality that we didn't want to remove just you know just because they weren't native to to the region so we left those in place but what we added were native plants and native plantings and the each play area has an ecological kind of theme to it and the plantings are partnered with those so you'll you'll go to areas that are um, you know something you would see maybe in the um, Ozark glades and the rocky limestone outcroppings Um, and then you'll see some things that are maybe elements of prairies and um, meadows that you would see in different parts of the state so each little area has their own ecological theme and the, the landscapes reflect that. Hmm. So, Ellie, we've been talking a lot about play, and we heard the little girl talking about pretending she's in quicksand. Give us an example of something that this is kids can just run wild with this in their imagination. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I love this space because the answer is always yes. <laughs> Whatever you can think of to do in this space, you are welcome to do it. And I know, you know, as a mother myself, watching my son 
um, having spaces where he can really engage in that self-directed play, he knows what he needs to grow and develop and become the person that he is, whether it's an opportunity to climb or balance, whether it's a chance to work collaboratively with a playmate, um, whether it's just feeling the mud between your toes or the sand in your fingers, whether it's pausing to watch a bee fly up and sip nectar from a flower. All of these things happen at the Playscape. I think they all, certainly for me, experiences like that were very formative to who I am today. And I'm just delighted that we have this space that has so many invitations for children to follow follow their imagination, follow their sense of fun and joy and curiosity. I understand there's also a path. This is a bit over a mile, and there's interpretive signs along this that the kids were also involved with. What's going on with these signs? That's right. Oh, my goodness. I love these signs so much. This was really just a thrill to be a part of that process as well. You know, we really wanted to carry over all the principles that went into the design of the space to the interpretation of the space, because I think we've all been to museums or parks where you see interpretive signs um, that help you understand the space. And as we thought about interpretive signage for the playscape, we really said, okay, well, we as adults can't interpret this space for other children. Children should interpret it for each other. Hmm. So over the 2019-2020 school year, we worked with four different classes um, in St. Louis, three-year-olds through about 10-year-olds. And each class, the members of the classes teamed up to create three to four interpretive signs that have been installed in the space. And they're all based on experiences that the children had in the park. They got to visit the playscape while it was under construction. They got to play in the park. They captured what was meaningful and fun to them about their time in the park through these interpretive signs. And so what you see in those interpretive signs, I think really just captures how children share ideas with each other. And I love that. I cannot wait to see these signs. I'm so fascinated <laughs> by what what children's interpretive signs would look like. It sounds like there's going to be a gold mine there. Roman, one other thing I wanted to make sure that we touched on today, and that's that in addition to the maintenance that your team is going to have to do on this site, you also mentioned this is a site that's going to continue to evolve. How yeah. so? So, we, you know, we as we installed the site, we planted over 400 trees additionally to the area. But we will continue to add trees as that is a natural kind of pr- progression that, that, you know, these ecological sites would do naturally. And so our, our team will be constantly, you know, adding, you know, trees to the site. The prairies that have been installed are very young and will need time to mature. And so we'll be constantly um, adjusting those with adding new plant material, adding new seeds during the process over time, managing that so that these prairies mature in the time that it takes for them to do it. Um, and so there's these this balance of, you know, the use and the kind of overall development of it. Um, within the site, it's actually really nice. Just from a, a week-to-week, you know, visit to the site, you're, you're going to see different things as you come, which is, I think, part of the beauty of it. Um, today, there are certain flowers blooming in the site, but next week, week after, there'll be a different, you know, set of flowers in each of the areas that are going to be interesting. And as that as flowers change, you know, the insects will change, the birds will change, you know, the wildlife will change around. And um, that's part of, I think, the draw to it is not the same every time you come. Um, and those new experiences are there for, for each visitor. 
So people will want to visit. They'll want to visit again yes. and again. And not just because their kids are dragging them, right? Yes. <laughs> We've all been there. Well, this just sounds amazing. We want to encourage people to check this out. It's now open in Forest Park. It's open every hour that the park is open. Okay. Well, we have more information about where it is and all that good stuff on our website, stlpr.org. You can also check out Forest Park Forever. And we want to thank Roman Fox, a horticulture superintendent for Forest Park Forever. Thank you. Thank you. And Ellie Stevens, education coordinator for Forest Park Forever. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.